And thanks to the help you get from ASC Certified Technician Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive, he'll help you keep it running or at least give you some information before you bring your vehicle into your favorite dealer, your favorite shop to get repaired. You'll say, what the heck is wrong with this, Dan? Good morning, Dan. Uh, it's good to see you again. I think I saw you just a few days ago. Yeah, good to see you. At Lloyd's. You haven't aged a bit. Not a bit, <laughs> not a bit in a few days. It's so much fun uh, getting over there on Grand Ave. Yeah, it's fun to see you guys. Yeah, fun, Tony, fun Tony got up early and came along. That was yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so, so you got, this is how you keep your vehicle in shape. Yeah. You got to keep it checked out. Yeah, that's But again, right. I, this is something we've talked about uh, in this particular case, where it's a vehicle that's not driven very much at all. Um, I think it's coming down to almost twice a year. And, and it, with uh, It's good oil. Yeah. It's a good filter. Right. So make sure of that. But I thought that's just twice a year. Is that okay? Well, I, that's a, that, I would For say that, that case. That's, that a good, case. that's a good rhythm, actually. I, you know, I used to say quarterly. I should see your vehicle quarterly, and it, but it, it depends how much you drive. If True. you drive very little, but I think twice a year is... Maybe is a minimum? A, is it, Yeah, a minimum and a, and a pretty good rhythm. If if you don't drive much, you know, not much is going to happen in those six months that I don't see you. And the things that we watch for are like, uh, did anything change with the brakes? Uh, you know, are the have the calipers started to stick a little bit and, and causing the brakes to wear prematurely, those so you, types of things. So you just don't, you as a technician, you, you just don't change the oil and filter. Oh, no, I mean, you, no, you, no. You have to check everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, well, it, and you, and you did I have find a good, something. I have a good shop, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah. that's what a good shop does. Yeah. And yes, it, it's uh, the whole thing is part of a safety inspection, and really the the oil change is kind of beside the point. Yeah, uh, good, it's, good it's, way of putting it's it. It's more about uh, giving you know checking all the steering and suspension and and belts and hoses and fluids. You know, leaks develop. You want to know those sorts of things. So uh, that's that's what we're about, and that's that's why you need to bring it in from time to time and have it done. And, and, you know, as, uh, as I've mentioned many times in the past, tire rotation is a big deal. Oh, Most yeah. manufacturers recommend that you rotate your tires every time now. So or every, every, oil every, every oil change. Okay. Yeah. And that's how you're going to get the longest wear out of them. Makes sense. And, yeah. Uh, we were talking off air about the, uh, CCO radio's 95th anniversary, a birthday, I should say this past Wednesday, uh, you yourself, have an anniversary. Is it today? Yesterday, yeah. Yesterday, yesterday. yeah. It, How many uh, years in the business? Thirty-six years ago. Is when you bought checked your into first my day. first service her, service. And where station. was that? Highland Park Mobile. It was called. It was on Ford Parkway and Snelling, in St. Paul. And I happened to only live about four blocks from there. And at the time, I was deciding what to do with my life. And I asked the owner one time if he was ever interested in selling to let me know because I, I would buy my gas there. Oh, yeah. And uh, he one day said, you still interested? And I said, yeah. And so he, we put together a deal and there I was oh, off and running. changes. It's really funny. You don't, you know, it, it, when you do something like that, you don't have an option. I had three kids at home. I had, you I had, had to no, feed them. <laughs> I, I could not bail. Uh, so it was, yeah, it was quite an adventure. I should but say. Here we are. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Thirty-six years later, I I might make it, Denny. I think so. There's hope. <laughs> yeah, there's hope. <laughs> well, uh, as you remember, last week I promised uh, our listeners I would uh, we would start with some text messages we did not get to, and we can add to more because uh, some folks are already calling in and texting. And if you do have a car care question for Dan, keep in mind he's only going to be here for about another thirty minutes. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. That's the same number for the text as for the phone call. So don't wait if you have a car care kind of question. For Dan. 
Uh, here's one. It says, good morning. If your brakes are worn and need replacement, might that cause your brake lights in the rear to stop working? That, that, one, that will not cause it your brake It wouldn't lights. have anything no, to do that, with it. Uh, on, for your brake lights in the rear, there's a switch, an electric switch, that is actually mounted on the brake pedal itself. And if the uh, lights in the rear are not working, that's certainly where you would start the diagnostic process is to see if that switch is working and then go be, go on from there and uh, and see what the deal is. But no, the the wear on your brake pads has nothing to do with the rear brake lights. Lights at all. Right. Okay. Uh, Texas says, good morning, uh, 2006 Silverado, 53,500 actual miles, a rubbing noise while turning steering wheel either direction. Could this be lower intermediate steering shaft? It certainly could. And in, in fact, any part of the steering system that is uh, worn or uh, has lost its grease, has dried up, and, and has gotten rusty, uh, any of that can cause noise. And what kind of car did you say it was? Uh, it was a Silverado, two thousand six. Yeah. So I was gonna I was gonna mention struts on a car, but a, but a Silverado does not have front struts, so it would not be that. But any any steering component. That is worn out or, or rusty will make noise. Okay. Another text, and uh, we'll get to the phones, and we'll have to take a quick break, too. A texture says, I have a 94 Ranger. Twice now, it failed to start. It just cranks, cranks. If I turn the key off and then back on a couple of times, it starts. doesn't happen often. Do you have any ideas? Well, the fact that it cranks and cranks tells you that the starter's working and, the, and that the battery is good, It's er, and it's none of that. But... Uh, the, you know, the first common thing uh, relating to be, turning the key off and turning the key back on, uh, what's normal about that is that every time you shut the key off and turn the key back on, the fuel pump primes for uh, two or three seconds, mm-hmm. and the fuel pump actually runs and builds up pressure in the in the lines. And uh, if that fuel pump is getting weak and losing pressure or... If the system, the whole system is bleeding down because the check valve in the fuel pump is not holding pressure on the system while the car sits, then it takes a little while for that to uh, to get primed up again and for the vehicle to start. So, you know, the test procedure we would do is put a fuel pressure gauge on it and see what's happening with the fuel pressure when the vehicle is just cranking like that. And I think you'll find that the fuel pressure is low. And then they'll have to decide if it's the pump or what, but and, and most likely it is. Okay. Hang on, Dan. I want to alert Brent. You're going to hang in there on the phone. We're gonna, you're going to be first up here after this uh, quick break. 651-989-9226. That's the phone number. That's the text number. So use it early rather than late because Dan will be here till about 745. Good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Danny Long here with Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive, located exactly where, Dan? We are at 982 Grand Avenue, as you know well. You were there. Yeah. 982 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. Uh, you can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-I-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net. Uh, give us a call. Our phone number is 651-228-1316. And I forget to mention, but because I'm not techny enough, but you can find <laughs> us on Facebook, too, I'm Oh, that's sure. right, yeah. And, uh, and friend us on Facebook, and then you'll get... Uh, Lots of good information. I was going to say, there you put out a lot of good information. We do every that, couple yeah. times a week. We'll yeah. send we'll send something out. Yeah. So. Good info. Yeah. yeah. All right, we'll get you that phone number before Dan leaves us. Speaking of phone number, uh, Brent has called in from uh, Stacy uh, with a question. Brent, you're out with Dan. Yes. Good morning. 
morning, gentlemen. My question concerns a catalytic converter. Uh, I know it needs replacing because I've had the computer test done on it, and yet my uh, I've heard um, differing, uh, conflicting uh, opinions. Uh, one guy, and these are experienced mechanics, say, no, there's no hurry. You won't do any damage. You're just hurting the atmosphere. Other guy says, well, I don't know. Your engine could start going bad if you don't get it fixed pretty quick. So what's your opinion on that? Well, it won't hurt the engine. Okay. But what will happen is if the con- if the catalytic converter continues to fail and deteriorate, and that happens, uh, it can actually turn into big chunks of metal that break loose on the inside of the converter. And if they turn sideways, then the air will no longer flow through the honeycomb and the exhaust can actually get plugged. And if that's the case, then, uh, of course, the v- if, if you can't let air out of the engine, the engine won't run. So uh, that that's one thing that can can uh, cause it to fail. And don't minimize the atmosphere. That's also a big deal. I mean, that's why we put catalytic converters on, because there's so many cars on the road. And you do want to do your best that you can to uh, to keep our environment clean. Yep. So that's 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 a good reason to do it, too. All right, Brent, thanks for hanging on. Let's uh, talk to John, who's calling from St. Paul uh, this morning. John, you're on CCO. Good morning. Uh, good morning. Uh, Ford F-150 pickup. Sometimes after I uh, start the vehicle up in maybe the first five to ten minutes, my oil pressure gauge uh, doesn't register and the red light is on. And sometimes it, then usually it goes away. Is that an indication of a bad oil pressure sending unit? Well, I hope it's the, that it's the indication of a bad oil pressure sending unit. Uh, what you don't want to have happen is that the a either the fuel pump is failing or the engine is getting so loose that it's having trouble building up oil pressure. Um, and I think the first answer is probably correct. It's probably the sensor that is uh, is acting up. If you're not hearing any noise, you know, any rattling or anything like that, then uh, you know it's probably not uh, the engine itself. But one, what what you should do is take it into the shop. Uh, your shop will put a mechanical gauge on it and test it a few different times under different circumstances and be sure that the fuel pressure is indeed there, and it probably is. And then in that case, if it is, if the oil pressure is fine, they'll just put a, screw a new switch into it, which is no big deal at all, and uh, you'll be in business. All right. Thank you, John. Uh, here's a text. It says, I have a 2013 Dodge Ram since I bought it two years ago. Have had issues with GPS. Driving yesterday, the compass said I was going southwest, and I was going straight north. <laughs> the map did not even have me on a road. The computer has been updated, but still have issues. Yeah, you know, there's a. Uh, if you look in your owner's manual, you'll find that there's a uh, reset or a, not a reset, a, a, a programming of the compass, and what it'll have you do is. Uh, sometimes you have to push a button and put it into that mode, and then they'll have you go to a big parking lot and drive around in circles. <laughs> I remember doing that one time. And the compass will recalibrate itself. So look in your owner's manual and see what the procedure is for recalibrating the compass and see if that takes care of it. If not, then you I'm not sure what module the compass is actually stored in, but that's uh, that's probably what's going on is you'll have to have that replaced. And otherwise, it's kind of good information to check the owner's manual once in a while. Yeah, there's yeah, good information there is, in the owner's. Yeah. You know, we use it. I I use it. I'll 
a tire, a car will come in with, uh, with the tire light on and we'll put air in the tires and, uh, take care of the problem. But then people will say, well, will my light go off? And every car is different. And so I'll often look in the owner's manual to see if there's a reset procedure or if you just have to drive down the road and, yeah. and the light will go off. Good point. Yeah. All right, Dan, hang on. We'll take a quick break here. We have another uh, oh, 14 minutes or so to answer your questions. So call it in or text it in, same number, 651-989-9226. Good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Danny Long here with ASC Certified Technician Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive. Dan, we have some text messages uh, both from last week and uh, today as well we'll pick up on before Jack Farrell uh, comes in here. But uh, you and I talk from time to time. You have a son who is also in your line of work. Hey, I do. He but actually, not here. Well, he was here visiting last night. He is in town this weekend, actually. That's Ben. Uh, out celebrating with me. But, uh, yeah, he uh, he was uh, – Ben is in town, and he's got uh, three shops actually well, he does, now. three of them. In the Denver and Boulder area. Uh, and he had some of his crew here home – uh, there, there's a class in town that they all went to. I see. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I know he's uh, he's running with it out in Denver and and doing great, which is fun because we get there a lot. We get to Denver. A you lot. do. I know you had. He's that got one. three little girls that we have to see, so there's good reason to go there. <laughs> As yeah. if you need an excuse. Right? Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, well, good going, Ben. Yeah. I remember when he first started off out there. Yes, yeah, he's doing good great. Shops. Good deal. Good going, Ben. Well, we're going to put you back to work, uh, work Dan. Uh, text-wise, we got a bunch of them. Is it too early in the season? Texter wants to know to put winter tires on. If so, what are the ideal temps for winter tires? Well, you just want it cool. You'd, uh, maybe I'd wait till after this next little warm spell that we're having uh, this week. But once the, once the road temperatures cool off, and uh, it happens quickly here in Minnesota, uh, then you're fine to put your winter tires on. Uh, I don't think there's a rush to do it. Uh, you know, it's, we're not going to get a, a big pile of snow that's going to stick around uh, right now. But uh, once the road temperature cools down and the air temperature would be, say, in the 50s, uh, then I think that the winter tires will be just fine. What you don't want to do is put winter tires on when the road is in and the tires get too hot because it's a very soft uh, rubber material and it burns off very quickly mm. when they get hot. And I suppose they're not cheap either. Well, they're yeah, they're not cheap. Well, tires, they're, period. They're typical. Are, yeah, yeah, they're they're typical to, as 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 any tires. But, uh, but yeah, you, you don't want, you don't want them on there when it's too hot. Noticing, uh, you know, we joke about it. I, I'm always looking at the uh, PSI and my tire pressure. Uh, just just to make sure they're okay. You know, yeah. it's, I think the cold temp is around 33 psi, right. and I notice this time of year. These particular tires, like some others, are dropping. Yeah. I mean, even after I've driven, I park it, and then the next morning, it's boom. Low. Yeah. yeah. You and every other person in town. Are you seeing a lot of that? <laughs> it's, it, 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 it's 100% to do with the temperature uh, over the summer. You know, any tire, at, you, you think they don't leak, but any tire uh, will lose an, an immeasurable little bit of air uh, just in time. And it's just the way that it is. And uh, so when the and and it's fine when everything's warm and and you're cruising down the highway. But as soon as the temperatures start to cool off and you start your vehicle in the morning, and it'll happen again when the temperatures get below zero, then uh, all of the tire lights in town come on because the the tires are a little bit low, and we have to fill them up to turn the lights back off. So very common. And don't worry about it if your tire light comes on. You don't have to rush right to the shop. Uh, you know, usually it's just temperature related, and 
you put three or four PSI into the, each of the four tires and, and shuts the light off and you're just fine. You're good to go. Yeah. Uh, speaking of now, there's weather with all this heavy rain. Uh, you're a big fan of making sure you've got good wiper blades. Good wiper blades is, is a big deal. And I noticed that this morning coming in, you know, that uh, I've not driven my vehicle in the rain very much. And I noticed that especially as the days are getting shorter, and the glare from other headlights oh, yeah. against my windshield that's not clean because my wiper blades aren't doing a good makes it hard for an old man to see. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so that, you know, especially for those of us that are a little bit older and, and we need that extra light, the uh, clean clean windshield and, and good wiper blades is, a, is really a safety concern. Absolutely. So, so take care of that. Uh, we, we were talking about a GPS navigation update uh, mm-hmm. with a te- an earlier texter. And Sandy in Plymouth is, wants to know, is there a way, I know what you're going to say, is there a way to update the GPS system in the 2015 Hyundai Azera? And I thought, well, yeah, look in your owner's manual. That's true. And the, for sure, any vehicle, if you uh, do just what I said, go to a big parking lot and run it around in a circle, uh, if there, if it's capable of being recalibrated, that usually will do it. So I, that's what I would try, whether it says it in your owner's manual or not. Okay, very good. Uh, let's grab another text. Uh, hello, I have a 2015 Ford Explorer, 25,000 miles. Problem with the system saying that the transmission is not in park when it actually is in park. I have to play with the trigger on the uh, shifter to get it to understand it is actually in park. Is there any adjustment available? Well, it, it's probably not adjustment. There's two things that it could be is the the uh, the uh, switch on the transmission that the that tells you the uh, position, and if that switch is failing, then that's what's going on. Or oftentimes the cable that goes between the shift lever to the transmission, if that cable starts to get corroded, and uh, sometimes it's actually not in park, and so. Uh, that's the other thing. So I would for sure bring that in and have it checked because uh, 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 it could be a safety concern. You oh, might think you're in, you might think you're in park and you're not, and if you're not, the vehicle will roll away, and you don't want that to happen. Not good. Yeah. Here's another one, Dan. Now, 2005 uh, Chevy Colorado heater fan switch only will work when on high position. It had been replaced three times and will work for a few weeks, but then will. Uh, Stop working on all settings except high. What's causing that? Well, it's probably the uh, the bl- blower motor resistor. Uh, that's a common failure. We replace them every day at Lloyd's Automotive, uh, or it's the switch on the uh, on the dash. Uh, but uh, first thing you would want to have checked is the blower motor resistor, and uh, the reason that that uh, uh, when it's on high. It doesn't go through the resistor. It's getting full voltage from the battery. Uh, when you're when you're using it on any of the other speeds, it is the voltage is routed through the resistor to to turn down the voltage and slow the speed of the fan down. And uh, when it's running through that resistor, it sounds like it's not working. Oh, all right. Here's another one. I have a uh, 2016 Buick uh, fuel door locks with the car. I think the cover was slammed shut after the car was locked. Now I hear the mechanism move, but it won't open. Do I dare pry uh, pry on it, or do I need to take it to uh, the shop? You know, well, I would, I would certainly try prying on it. I we have, I have in my toolbox a little plastic uh, wedge for just that purpose, so I don't damage the paint. So that's the one thing you want to be careful of if you're going to 
stick a screwdriver in there, wrap it with tape or, or cover it with a rag or something. But yes, I would absolutely try gently prying on it. If it and you'll need two people because you'll need one person to release it while the other person pries on it. And, uh, but don't pry very hard. And if it doesn't open easily with that, then uh, take it in and, and get a professional to help you. I can always get it open. And then once you get it open, you might, might, might have to adjust something just a little bit or, uh, you know, like bend the tab just a little bit or put a little lubricant on there so that it works better the next time. Very good. I think we have time for one more. Uh, putting, Texas is putting pressure on the clutch pedal causes it to slowly sink to the floorboard. Uh, bled the lines, no change. Help. Yeah, it's, uh, the, the, it's a hydraulic clutch and the um, fluid is actually bypassing. The, in other words, the seal, one of the seals has failed, and the fluid is supposed to be pushing the the clutch slave cylinder against the clutch and making it work. And uh, if the if the fluid's not if the fluid's not being held in place like it's supposed to be, then uh, it'll leak, bleed by, and cause the clutch not to work too. All right, so, easy fix. We work on those all the time too. Well, speaking of work, we're going to let you get back to it. And uh, how do we get in touch with you guys at Lloyd's? Come on over. We are at 982 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. You can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-I-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net. Give us a call, 651-228-1316. Or like I said, you can sure find us on Facebook and keep track of what's going on over there. We'll do that very thing. Dan, good to see you. Thanks very much. We'll have another show next week, more car care here. On News Talk 830 WCCU.